Hello and welcome to the Total Energies Auto Show right here on City 97.3 FM with me, Jude Mensah Duncan. I really hope you've had a great and exciting week and also really a very purposeful start um, to the week. I warmly welcome to the Total Energies Auto Show. On this show, we get all of your complicated car issues resolved with expert opinion, tips, diagnosis and advice we also inform on best practices to keep your cars in the best of conditions and to increase its efficiency. Um, on the show today, we have an exciting conversation, really, really, really exciting. If you're a motorcycle or motorbike enthusiast, this show is for you. If you're not, um, this show is also for you because you get to learn something new today, right? So for the longest periods, we've been dealing with issues relating to cars different types of vehicles but today we are shifting focus a little talking about motorcycles so like i said if you are interested if you're an enthusiast this is the right show for you because we'll be delving into a very interesting conversation today on advanced and safety techniques safety riding techniques you need to know at every point in time and to help me do the discussion there's no other person but <laughs> I mean, you should really see his resume <laughs> within the space. Big, big figure within the motorcycling space in the country. We call him the Moto Checker. <laughs> but a lot of people know that he also goes by the name Daniel Ashrifi, who is the CEO of Gearshift Academy, lead convener for Around in 7. We'll be telling you more about um, the whole idea behind Around in 7 as well. So, really exciting conversation. Just keep your dial right here on City 97.3 FM. Before we get, we'll go into our message um, for our sponsors, we'll have what we call our safety share. Um, so, our safety share is basically a tip that helps us keep safe on the road at every single point in time. So, our safety share for the week is really <laughs> an important part in operating any kind of vehicle which is making sure that you are always geared up appropriately. So that's our safety share for the week. Make sure that at every point in time, if you are operating a vehicle, you are operating a motorcycle, you are geared up appropriately. Make sure your helmets are on, um, your knee caps are on. Every single gear you need to make sure you are safe on the road is appropriately worn. And my, my guest is best place to help us delve into um this particular issue just stick and stay with us we'll be right after we'll be right back after the break all right so yeah welcome back to the total energies auto show right here on city 97.3 fm with me jude mensa Danka. like i mentioned in my introduction um, i guess daniel ashufi big big guy within the motorcycle space in the country i mean top guy lead convener for around in seven and they've been up to some really incredible adventure in the past couple of days i mean tourism road safety advocacy name it they've been doing amazing stuff we'll be delving into um that part of it to as well but for today uh, we'll be having a conversation on advanced techniques and safety techniques really in motorcycling so if you are wondering how you could be a part of the show um you can send in your whatsapp or your telegram message um, via our line 0549-986-996 i take it again 0549-986-996 alternatively you can send a tweet or a post on the platform x formerly twitter with the hashtag total energies auto show and i'll be very grateful to read it across comments questions contributions experiences all of it share with us and we'll be glad to 
put it across for you. Daniel, yes, sir. welcome to the Total Energies Auto Show. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. I don't think it's possible to talk about a topic like this really and and not have someone of your your sort really come up for discussion. I mean, incredible thing Gear Shift Academy is doing within the space. I mean, up until the whole of last year, I mean, for those of your, those of us who follow on social, we yeah. see that you guys have been doing incredibly amazing thing. The advocacy, the 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 work in making sure that people are abreast with safety really yep. motorcycling. Yep. And out of nothing, we saw around in seven also yep. pop up. So yep. briefly before we even delve into, we'll come back and 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 delve into it right. more extensively. But what was the idea behind around in seven? Um. So as and good afternoon to your mm, listeners. Mm, um, mm, mm. I haven't been here in a while. I know. Um, I'm humbled by all these mm. accolades you are showering on me. Yeah, I'm humbled. I mean, um, it, it makes me um, want to work even more. Mm, uh, when mm. you work and your work is being recognized, mm. I mean there's some driving force behind it. So mm. thank you very much. This makes me work even harder. Mm. Around in seven is is a nationwide tour mm. by a group of motorcyclists who. In the past, we've done seven days, but for this last edition, we did nine days. We called it a relaxed edition because we wanted to take our time mm. and then enjoy the tour. Yeah. Yeah. So around in seven by relaxed edition, but what around in seven is is to go around Ghana in seven days. Wow. Yes. Um, the idea behind around in seven, as a motorcycle riding instructor, um, I felt that I also owed um, the motorcycling space mm. road safety advocacy mm. because um if you train people and you don't put them on safe roads they will not arrive alive that's true yeah so i needed to advocate for safer roads so mm. that the people i'm training mm. will be in a safe mm. zone mm. now um i started doing road safety advocacy in accra but mm. ghana is not just accra yeah um for you to arrive alive you must do road for safety advocacy everywhere so it's one of the things that give birth to around in seven so that I can extend my road safety advocacy across the length and mm. breadth of Ghana. Mm. Interesting. So the whole idea really is that at the end of the day, yeah. motorcyclists should arrive alive. 100%. Mm. 100%. The mm. best motorcyclist is the one who arrives alive. Mm. You can wear the best riding gear. Mm. You can ride the most expensive motorcycle. But if you don't arrive alive, what have you done? Interesting. Yes. All right. Let's, let's now just shift a little and, and delve into... Um, the topic for the day, right. we we chose to term it advanced and safety riding right. techniques. Right. It's interesting right. that you talk about the fact that the best motorcyclist is the one who arrives alive. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, 100%. And, and not necessarily the one who has the latest gear no. or the no. most fanciful no. gear. No. But let's just talk to me about how important it is really in making sure that, for instance, if you're a rider, you are your focus yes. is like you put it yes. to arrive alive yes um and i always use myself as an example that's fine um after riding for over almost three decades um that's a long yeah, time <laughs> i use myself as an example mm. all the time mm. um, because it's very close to home mm. um i did a lot of things that i didn't understand some have been lucky to be alive and so i know what not to do and that is what led me to start teaching mm. so that people would not do because I start with a lot of people. Mm. Not a lot of them are around today. Some of them have passed on and made their souls rest well because they did some wrong things. We have learned from it. Mm. Why not pass on that information to the 
current generation then in the upcoming generation so that they don't repeat mm. the mistakes of the past mm. yeah so um i'm someone who dwells very much on experience mm. i use myself first before i use anybody mm. to to teach mm. so your teaching is experiential very very much what so. you've seen on very, the road so. then you communicate and, it and with that I can explain it even better. Yeah. It's not something, it's not rote learning. Mm. Go, go and read some book and then mm. come and pour it out. No, mm. it is based on my personal mm. experience. Mm. So when I'm re- I'm teaching you, mm. uh, it's very relatable. Mm. Let me put it that way. It is very, very relatable. So if you had a class before you and you had to talk to them about the importance of making up, making sure that they are strapped or geared up appropriately, how would you put it? I show them, I show them, scars on me <laughs> is the first thing i'll show you for not doing that mm. i'll show you a scar on me mm. and tell you how lucky i am to be standing here mm. because i'm just lucky mm. it's not true anything i've just been lucky mm. and once i've been spared i must use myself true. to teach so that people don't go mm. through the same thing mm. so if i have a class in front of me the first thing i'll begin by showing you the scars on me mm. and what i didn't do mm. that today mm. i will do mm. and add that you are lucky to be alive, but if it's someone else, yeah. you might not be as yeah. lucky as, yeah. as, as yeah. you. Interesting. So let's. It's let's not f- anything special. Mm. I've just been lucky. Mm. It's not anything special mm. because some went through what I went through and didn't come out. Mm. I didn't do anything to deserve that. Mm. I've just been lucky. Pure luck. Mm. Nothing but luck. Interesting. Yeah. Other people of faith will also say grace or whichever. Well, whichever I just have is. said that on my behalf that mm. I've been saved so I can also teach. go out to yeah, teach some someone. Have said that, but, uh, that's not what I believe. I mm. think that I've just been lucky. Interesting. Yeah. What would you say is the appropriate gear for a motorcyclist to, to have on, irrespective of the trip they are, they are embarking Good. on? So, as I sit here, mm. if I even find a riding gear that protects just the ear, I'll buy it. <laughs> if I find a, a riding gear that protects just the finger, I'll buy it. Mm. So, the appropriate riding gear is what protects every part of your mm. human body. The motorcyclist is the most exposed person on public roads. And so any gear available to mankind mm. that protects any part of your body mm. is the appropriate gear. Mm. So, for instance, your helmet, non-negotiable. 100%. And even the helmet, mm. not just any helmet. It must be a full-faced helmet. Mm. It must be... So even within the helmets, there are grades. Yeah. You should aim for the topmost one. Mm. I'll rather a full-faced helmet with a double D-ring strap. Mm. It must be DOT certified. It must be Snell approved. Wow. Yes. And let's move to other parts of the body. So your head, like you say, full-faced, covering every part, every of, part of the head. Would you say, for instance, if I use my motorcycle to work yep. every now and then, yep. will you advise that maybe I also have, for instance, a knee shield or a knee cap? The advice is not where you are going. Mm. The advice is anytime you are turning your legs on a, over a motorcycle, where every riding gear available to mankind. Mm. So it's not where you are going with a motorcycle. It is the fact that you are turning your legs over a motorcycle. Mm. Whether you are going to Kaneshi from um, Abosokai or you are going to Dansoban from Latebi Okoshi. It doesn't matter. The distance doesn't matter. Mm. The, what is said is once you are turning your legs over a motorcycle, you must wear every riding gear available to mankind. Mm. So the distance doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> interesting so the distance is not the issue at all. non-negotiable whether it's a what matters is the fact that you're training your legs over a motorcycle mm, mm. so and even if it's a 50 meter journey yeah you have to strap up appropriately 100 percent. once you're training your legs over a motorcycle so the distance is is not something we even debate but every now and then we see people ride motorcycles without the body 
armor like yeah. you people would say in the space um i did some small law and my mm. criminal law lecturer always says that being right or being truthful there are no numerical dispensations mm. the fact that many people are doing something doesn't make it right right mm. yes i know i'm the first person to tell you that many people don't do what is right mm. but that doesn't mean that because many people are doing it so we must also do it mm. i'd rather be the only person doing what is right mm. yes the numbers are there to show mm. the so, statistics are there good practices are good practices and mm. bad practices are bad practices mm. the numbers always favor good practices mm. so this is even not for for a debate mm. that because many people are doing it this way and so and nothing has happened to them mm. but do you know when yours will come yeah. you may never know the father kwami and kwesi have been doing it for years and nothing has happened to them doesn't mean that yeah, you'd also survive will also survive so your jacket and your trousers specified standardized should be on gloves and footwear yeah. so talk to me about the footwear for don't, instance don't if you mention footwear mm. it's it's it lessens protective it. footwear yes riding boots riding yes boots. riding boots if you say footwear mm. it lessens it a little bit in my ear riding boots mm. minimum should be ankle covering ankle covering minimum, yes. so the, the, i think the struggle for a lot of people is yes. that if i own a motorcycle yep. and i ride it to work yep. I, I wouldn't need that protective boots as the shoes are because you don't even have to wear them in the office and stuff like that yeah right? but what happens to keeping one shoe in the office when i get there i just change you quickly just change. let mm. me give you this analogy mm. if you are driving from cantonment to tema mm. we will know that it will take you not less than 45 minutes mm. if you are driving on a very good day that there are no cars or there is no traffic if you ride that is half the time mm. when i get to the office I spent half of that, half of that time mm. to change what I wear. Wow. Yeah. So I wear everything, everything protective. When I get to the office, I change. Mm. You can keep your backpack, keep your clothes in. Then when you get there, you change. I I've, I did it for many years, actually. Mm. I was working at Zenith Bank and I would gear up, get to the office and then change to my regular office wear. Mm. And mean, it was always, I, I always saved time with that. Mm. Are you getting it? Yeah. Because if I drove... If I drove, I wear my tie, my jacket, and everything, my suits, and then go and sit there. Mm. If I if I'm riding, I wear a t-shirt, for instance, and then wear a jacket, and then wear my riding boots. But once I get to the office, I still have enough time to change. So I mean, mm. there is not there's no excuse. Mm. Interesting. No excuse. And and your point is really buttressed by. I was checking the stats. That's from the um, U.S. State of Transport yeah. um, and Department of Transport. You've even which, gone too far. You can even check that of Ghana. Which, which, which <laughs> suggested that yeah. um, motor riders were 28 times likely yeah. to, to die yeah. from a crash yeah. as compared to someone yeah. in the car if yeah. they were not appropriately. So, 100%. So right. it makes sense that 100%. Is, if you look at the statistics, it's only better right. that you go through all the stress, quote-unquote, in making sure that you're yeah, So a friend of mine says that mm. gearing up is actually a whole ceremony on its own. Mm. Yes, but I'd rather that ceremony than to be lying in Kolebu for someone else to come and be at your funeral ceremony. Do you understand? Yes. So mm. I'll rather that mm. once you are throwing your legs over a motorcycle, riding gear is non-negotiable. Yeah, that's standardized, approved yes. riding gear. Full-faced so, helmets, mm. gloves, gloves at least should be above your wrists. Mm. Your jacket leather even better mm. some will argue and say that this place is hot and so they'll rather a mesh jacket that is also fine but make sure that your mesh jacket is standard mm. it has protection at all there mm. so the way motorcycling is when you sit on a motorcycle the human body is exposed at some points more than others mm. your shoulder for instance is more exposed than maybe your forearm 
your usually there's no protection for maybe your rib area or anything mm. do you understand so the parts that are most exposed the jackets have paddings in those areas to protect mm. the most exposed mm. parts interesting yep. i think the the point about gearing up or strapping up effectively is, is well made it's, yeah. it's better you go through all of that i'd rather go through that mm. look no matter what it is it's, it's still you can't compare it to anything yeah when you don't gear up and something happens, happens to you interesting yes. i think that part that that point is, is well yes, made. a stone that could fly off someone's car tie can even hit your head and break your head <laughs> it's, it's, you it's, so it's interesting the risks yeah, involved riding a motorcycle is i think is the most riskiest thing mm, in terms of operating yes automobiles on, 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 on public road space mm. The motorcyclist is the one at the greatest Rick's. risk. Interesting. 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. The Total Energies Auto Show. Today, it's not really about cars, but it's still within the auto space. We are discussing motorcycles, advanced techniques, and safety. All you really need to know, and no other person really, to help us with this conversation, Dan Daniel Ashrif is the CEO of Gearshift Academy, a riding instructor, lead convener for around in seven. He'll be telling us more about what they do and really everything motorcycle in Ghana, <laughs> if you want to put it. I mean, I, I remember this guy who rode from UK. Yeah. Um, the Nigerian Nigerian. Guy. Yeah, yeah. And the first port of call really was yeah. to get Shift yeah. Academy. So yeah. you guys are really doing amazing Thank within you. the space. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you have a message, I've seen a couple of messages. Just keep sending them. We'll get to them shortly. 0549-986-996. I've seen people say yeah. that there are times yeah. that if you look at the weather, for instance, yeah. you shouldn't be out there riding. Will you say that's true? Um, personally, if if, for, if it rains mm. and I have a choice, I won't ride. Because like I keep saying, riding is risky mm. raining or riding in the rain is even riskier mm. do you understand but if i have to i'll do it appropriately for instance i get riding a ride a, a jacket that will keep me dry mm. gloves that will keep me dry maybe my bike should have heater grips if you are going to do it do it right if i don't have all those things i'd rather not mm. ride mm. because riding is already dangerous mm. why increase your risk mm. with with, mm. with riding in the rain for mm. instance so if it's raining heavily i mean a proper downfall yeah. you don't advise that you ride what do you want to prove especially as a learner yeah what do you want to prove mm. that's what you can ride in the rain mm. now riding even on dry surfaces even risky <laughs> no talk of a surface that traction is reduced mm. you get my point mm. unless i don't have a choice mm. and i have to ride in the rain i won't ride in the rain mm. so there's nothing to prove by riding in the rain mm. I want to believe at Gear Shift Academy, you have what we call safety courses where people can update themselves. 100%. 100%. Continuous learning 100%. as a cycle. Just um, they, my, my good friend always says that the skills you learn are perishable. Mm. If you don't update them, mm. it perishes. Mm. The skill you learn a, a week ago, if you don't practice, you will lose it. And I know you know this. Even yeah. for driving, riding a bicycle, if you don't sit on a motorcycle, take courses push it you will lose the skill that you've learned so mm. the skills are perishable and so yes there are courses upon courses mm. that one can take mm. to become a better version of themselves mm. so what are some of the, the the safety the major safety issues really right now within the the, the space um 
you are sharing the road with people who don't regard you sometimes mm. it's, it's a challenge mm. some of them don't even see you so there's this campaign we do from time to time mm. call it the look twice for motorcycles yeah, I've, or I've seen. see us save us mm. so asking this question the challenge is the fact that the people that we share the road with mm. sometimes don't take cognizance of us mm. and people believe that especially drivers car car users believe that maybe motorcycles should be on like the edges of the road they, they don't they don't they don't drive with the notion that I, I, I the think, road is supposed to be shared yeah i think that is unfortunate mm. but where the motorcyclist is the mm. car can also be there mm. where the car is the motorcycle can also be there the road the, is for all of the us the road is for all of us so that's an unfortunate notion mm. we all share the road mm. and we must share it peacefully the motorcycle is not supposed to be at the edge or in the middle or anywhere where the car is is where the motorcycle is supposed to be mm. and where the motorcycle is is where the car is supposed to be we mm. share the road mm. equally so the, the, the look twice campaign for instance yes. what what were some of the the feedback really from people who participated riders across the um the look twice or see us save us campaigns are it's, it's a plea mm. it's just a plea we are sending across that look um there's somebody in a motorcycle who is disadvantaged so because of the fact that you are in an, an advantageous position please be gentle on us show mercy be more tolerant look out for me mm. it's just a plea nothing but a plea mm. sometimes people will tell you that um even the motorcyclists are annoying they do this and do that and do that we say yes we know all this but we are only pleading with you that in spite of all these things just be a little more tolerant be a little more merciful because if you touch me slightly, I might end up dead. Mm, mm. Do you understand? So mm. it's just a plea, but nothing but a plea. Mm. I want that to sink in. If I do a look twice for motorcycles campaign or I do a see as savers campaign, we are not trying to fight anything. It's just a plea I'm putting across that look. Mm. I'm in a disadvantaged position. I don't have a chassis that covers me like you. Mm. So please, before you make a maneuver, look through your mirror one more time because if you don't look through and i'm coming maybe in your blind spot which i'm not supposed to be mm. the fact that i do a wrong doesn't mean that you should also do a wrong mm. two wrongs do not make a right mm. so i'm just pleading with you that you're in a superior position because of that please help me take care of myself interesting um a, a message from this listener says hello jude this is jonathan listening in teshi can you ask your guest about the new trend where motorcyclists uh, motorcyclists take their mirrors off their motorbikes. Um, it's very common with Okada riders. Has have you have you seen anything of that sort? Very very unfortunate. Mm. Very unfortunate. And I keep saying maybe sometimes but some, what, what some, the some people even say that I sound like a prophet of doom. But I rather that mm. some also say that um, I wish that something unfortunate happens to mm. motorcyclists to justify my calls for them to do things right no it's never that way mm. why would you take off your mirrors but is that do you agree that there's some sort of trend is it is it really common did you say especially okada bikes yes the okada people they are in their own world <laughs> <laughs> the, the okada people are in their own world so for them mm. they are magicians mm. they, are, they are magicians so mm. I, i've seen it i've mm. seen that but it's not a trend it's not a trend why do they take the mirrors off to begin with would you know I have no idea. <laughs> now that you've mentioned it, I think I'll research into it. Mm. But I don't think there's any justifiable reason why anybody would take off their mirrors mm. on a motorcycle. Mm. There's no justification. Because you needed to ride, yeah, of right? Of course. Of course. Even with your two mirrors. It's not enough. It's not enough. There so are, how do you take off so the many blind yes, spots. Yeah. The, the Okada guys are magicians mm. in the mm. motorcycling space. So for mm. them, they are in their own world. 
<laughs> Interesting, but they need to do it right. I mean, we we have to make sure and that they've, is why they've always left a mm. dent on on motorcyclist image. Interesting, um, yeah, because of how they do their things. Mm. I mean, for me, me for instance, I try my best to educate them the most. Mm. The, any opportunity I get, I try to talk to them. Mm. Um, it's a canker that requires national backing, attention, yeah. focus. One I person, mean, the road, a road safety authority, every highways every, authority, everybody, everybody coming on board stakeholders. Yeah. I mean, that is why the show shows like yeah. this also exist. So yeah. we are able to put across the message and enforce one person cannot tackle it mm. it, it needs national backing some yeah. stakeholder yeah. approach yes <sighs> interesting how how important is it to carry a first aid kit along and is there even space because yeah. i see some really fanciful motorcyclists yeah. and the only space really is the seat for the rider and probably an extra one for the passenger but um i i i it, it's not practical for you to carry a first aid kit mm. i think the best would be to have life insurance as a motorcyclist or now there are um equipment that if a motorcyclist drops mm. it notifies the nearest um emergency service provider so they can track your location mm. so carrying first aid is it's not practical a motorcyclist that's that's the last thing you want to carry on a motorcycle mm. what our advice is to sign up for life insurances you can do wara mm. you can do whichever some of them are very expensive but hey what are you comparing it to? It's your life. Yeah, so there are gadgets that when a motorcyclist falls off the motorcycle, it will notify the service provider that this mm. guy is down and requires attention. So wow. if anything, invest in those things. Mm. Run me through some of these. Yes, new... there's a Cosmo Connect mm. light, for instance. Um, their services are not in Ghana. But when you buy the Cosmo Connect, it tells you that um, you can set, for instance, numbers of your... Once the motorcycle drops... So usually it's a light you attach to your helmet. Once it, it detects impact, it's gyro-operated. Mm. So once it detects impact, it knows that the guy has fallen down, especially at a certain magnitude. Mm. It knows that somebody was moving at this speed and has fallen down and requires help. So it will send a signal mm. to the contacts you've saved on it. And what's that called again? Cosmo Connect. A Cosmo Connect. Yes. So it's basically gives information yes. to whoever is connected on the app yes. that the when rider... It's in it's in it's mm. in distress and mm. needs help. Mm. Wow, yeah, that this this is a first. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What are other are there similar techniques? Other things mm. you can do as a rider is to keep a dog chain on you mm. or a wristband with information on it. Mm. Maybe the number of your closest relative. But this is in anticipation of a of a of a crash of a sort. Why not? <laughs> Once you're sitting on motorcycle, you know that you can crash. Mm. Yes, anticipate crashing. Yes, it's true. So. Now, you can crash. If you don't do it, you right. lose. Yeah. Isn't it? I'd rather do it. Me doing it doesn't mean that I want to go and crash. Mm. But should I crash, I'll get help from mm. somewhere mm. at least. But are there any things you can look out for to, to prevent those crashes? Outside oh. of making sure that you are appropriately, appropriately dressed up yeah. to ride. You've also mentioned this new technique. Yes. Is there any other thing that we can look out for? Many. Um... I mentioned earlier that riding a motorcycle is close are pressure so continuously training yourself mm. so that you are smart yeah so that if anything you have you anticipate mm. and can do something about a situation i think training tops it all spending time on a motorcycle mm. defensive riding mm. um use of proper gear um you master cornering and braking 
like f- the midfield of football mm. like, is, the, is the engine so is for instance braking and then mass and cornering on a motorcycle mm. that's what runs motorcycling mm. if somebody will say that somebody is a good rider the way you break mm. the way you corner mm. those are the things that they can talk about mm. so mastering those things mm. gives you a good advantage mm. it's so, mm, interesting so if i get you correctly an advanced riding course because yeah. for, for a lot of people who ride motorbikes yeah. maybe their dad was riding and taught them yeah. at some school park somewhere or their big brother was riding and taught them these stories are bound these stories are bound mm. yes but it is not enough mm. because motorcycling is dangerous mm. you always have to do the best to give yourself the best surviving chance mm. so you keep learning mm. and like i said mastering braking and cornering is the key ingredient in riding that's like riding 101 yes that's the key ingredient in riding mm. so once you master those things your chances of surviving are mm. are great mm. cornering and braking before anything else comes in you must master cornering mm. and braking, braking. As, yes. as a motorcyclist Interesting. So if I walked into Geshet Academy today, blank state, yeah. and I wanted to learn how to ride, yeah. I mean, I've, I had a boss who, who didn't know how to ride right. and walked in. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, the kinds of things I saw them do with the yeah. motorbikes after, it, yeah. it's, it's incredible. And remember, I told you that the things I teach are things that are experiential. experiential. Yes. Interesting. So most of the things I teach the people are things that I have experienced mm. Yes, over, over the years. Mm. They are lucky. They may not take 10 years to learn it because somebody who has gone through the mill is teaching them now. Mm. So they are lucky. Mm. Is that an age limit, for instance? Can my 60-year-old mom, if she decides to ride, is it possible? It, it is said that riding is a thinking man's mm. sport or a thinking man's game. So once you are thinking, so long as you are thinking, mm. you can ride. Whoa, so irrespective of your age? I don't think age matters. What's, yeah. what's, what's, who is the oldest rider you've come across in, in your experience as a rider all these, all these years? Um... My dad is old. My dad is old. My dad still writes. 70 plus? Yes. His colleagues, his age mates, they all still write. And yeah. if we were to do something like around in seven years, he, he can go on it if he wants to. Oh, he can. My dad, for instance, can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know. He may not be able to finish it mm. because maybe fatigue will set in. Yeah. Um, yeah. He will not be able yeah. to finish, yeah. but he'll yeah. be able to. Yeah. So, for you, once the person is able to think on the. Riding field, is a thinking man's game. Mm. Once you think, you can ride a motorcycle. Interesting. Yeah. So just briefly walk me through the processes. If right. I walk through Gearshift Academy, have no idea whatsoever about riding and decided to ride, what are the things you look out for or would tell me to look out for before um, you hand me a motorbike? Usually, um, and these things, I don't know why this day keeps coming up. Usually, I'll have a chat with you off, off beat. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how you process that stuff. Mm. So when you come to Geshaga, for instance, I have a chat with you, not about motorcycling at all. I just want to see how you process mm. stuff. It's totally not related to motorcycling. Mm. It tells me how you, what you see as good judgment. Mm. Because good judgment is very key to riding a motorcycle. Mm. Knowing when to, what to do and when to do it. So I have a off-key chat with you mm. to, to ascertain how you process stuff. And then, of course, you must come in with your set of riding gear, mm. standard. If you don't have your set of riding gear, you don't even get to sit on a motorcycle. And then we'll do what we call a pre-ride inspection. I have to teach you the parts of a motorcycle. That's what happens during the pre-ride inspection. Yes. Mm. So you go through a pre-ride inspection. You are made to inspect a motorcycle. You must know a motorcycle inside out. Identify the parts and then know what they do. Mm. And then we begin by 
putting you on a motorcycle and then showing the very basics acceleration clutch mm. gearing you know and all that yes mm. and how long would the training for instance take for from beginning from having no experience whatsoever to becoming an okay rider or going on the motorway for instance with a motorbike um one month is, is enough one month yes is it too much or too little I, I think critics will say that's really a short period because i mean compared to a driving school we say the car is relatively but remember safer that you will never stop learning mm. where i sit today i haven't stopped learning mm. so that one month for you to go on the motorway doesn't mean that you stop learning there's so much for you to learn yeah but that's true but i mean one month to go on the motor with the motors with a motorcycle mm. i mean what do you think is the ideal time and why do you say so for instance, if you, I know you should be asking the question, but I'm, I'm asking it's, one. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, for instance, when I went to driving school, yes. it was about a six-month period. Or Why? Why was it so? Because but they teach you something to then and tomorrow they teach you one yeah, line. Yeah, and uh, I mean, so there's the theory and yeah. there's the practical. Yes. So theory, you are taught about, like you're saying, pre-ride inspection, knowing about a car and all of that. And my question really is based on the fact that so at gear shift academy we don't do just theory mm. and then go and do just practical mm. they both the two are fused together mm. so we are doing theory and doing practical mm. at the same time so in one month if you are serious about you should be able to write 100 percent, even less trust me wow yeah even <laughs> irrespective of the, the 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 motorcycle model because i know that some of these really new motorbikes come it's not, with it's not, it's not irrespective different of features model. and all of Good. that there are entry level motorcycles, there are advanced level motorcycles, mm. there are intermediate motorcycles. So it's not irrespective of the motorcycle. Mm. The motorcycle that you are learning to ride with also matters. Mm. There are motorcycles that are very forgiving. Mm. I.e., as a beginner, you are likely to make some silly, mm. silly in quote errors. Mm. There are motorcycles that allows you to make those errors without punishing you. Mm. And there are motorcycles that if you make such an error, you are punished immediately. Mm. So it's not irrespective of your motorcycle. The motorcycle mm. also matters. Mm. As a beginner, you must come in with an entry-level motorcycle. As time goes on, you progress to maybe an intermediate mm. and then to an advanced-level mm. motorcycle. Mm. Okay, so you've seen a message, but you didn't send your name. It says, motorcyclists are none to be always in the blind spot of drivers. For example, driver, every driver naturally knows or don't expect vehicles coming on their right side on a single road um, you didn't send your name the message is not too clear so kindly send it and let me read it i i i, I agree with him mm. um do you understand what he's trying, trying to say to, i understand what he's trying to say mm. and this is the reason why sometimes you hear motorcycles with a loud exhaust mm. yeah now being loud a little bit on the road doesn't mean that you should go and become a nuisance there are some exhaust pipes that you hear that are very irritating even for someone who and writes annoying. a motorcycle i think annoying. the word is annoying so for instance someone like me who writes mm. some exhaust pipes you hear them that even annoys you the more but like what he's saying because of the fact that you are likely to be in someone's blind spot mm. if you had a slightly louder exhaust you draw the person's it's attention, attention. Yes. Oh, okay yes, so <laughs> wow interesting so it's okay to have an exhaust that is a little mm. loud but don't make it excessively loud mm. to become irritating mm. and annoying mm. it is for to cure such things mm. and also talking about mm, trying to catch other the attention of other road users for instance people also raise the issue about visibility yes they say a lot of the drivers especially at night or riders at night yeah. do not come out as very visible yeah. on the road uh, do, do you get those concerns too um 
so maybe somebody may be riding because usually standard riding jackets have reflective bits mm. once light falls on it there are parts of it that reflect mm. so let's say the person is riding with a regular t-shirt and so again we can cure that if you ride gearing up because <laughs> so every the, every the every car is making yes, sure that every get up every, every motorcycle riding jacket that i have seen mm. has reflective bits even mm. if it is black there are luminous parts that when light falls on it at night mm. it, it reflects so you can cure this by wearing a riding jacket wow and and even better to put a reflective mm. vest over it interesting yes so 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 making sure that you're appropriately dressed is is, is core to Look, everything the makers of motorcycle are those who made riding gear mm. they go hand in hand yeah. you don't pick a motorcycle and then leave motorcycle riding gear yeah. they go hand in hand interesting yes Wow, I, I, I think you brought a lot of insight into yes. the conversation. Yes. There are also concerns about riders and, and for want of a better word, and this is not only to even motorcyclist riders, yeah. but I mean, you see more common with, or in some instances, quite common with motorbike riders where there's some sort of disregard for traffic rules. So at the traffic light, it's on red. Don't, don't, then they don't, are going. don't means words. <laughs> we break a lot of riding um, road traffic rules, but, but, we do, which is very unfortunate. Mm. It's one of the reasons I'm working. Mm. I try to caution my people first mm. that look, we must win public sympathy for people to respect us. We must win public sympathy. Mm. You ride like you care about yourself before somebody can, Mm. care for you yeah. and so breaking road traffic rules like you ride like there is no tomorrow nobody regards you you must have a regard for your own life before, before somebody, somebody can else regard will your regard life you understand? Yeah. so true. yes it's one of the things i do mm. let's bring dignity sanity and respect to motorcycles to the space abide by road traffic regulations mm. people are watching mm. when they see you abide by road traffic regulations and they see you in an attempt to take care of your own self they'll help you take care of yourself interesting yeah. <laughs> talking about bringing dignity to the space i think around in seven is doing an incredible job because road safety advocacy tourism yeah. putting the bringing the two of them together and very importantly charity as well i mean <laughs> Daniel, before we end the conversation, yes. let's let's talk about the incredible work around in seven is doing. Charity. I'm interested in the charity bit to begin with. Aside aside my wife and children, I think mm. around in seven is the closest thing to my, to it's my your, heart. It's your baby. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Talk to me about around in seven. I mean, around in seven is is a tour around Ghana mm. by a motorcyclist. Mm. Um, it's on it. We just did the fourth edition. Mm. Um, we usually leave Accra, do a tour of Ghana, try to touch at least 15 of the 16 regions. 15 of the, of 16. the 16. The goal is to touch all 16 regions. Mm. Sometimes there are other factors that may not allow us to touch all mm. 16 regions, but minimum we must do 15 mm. of the 16 regions. Mm. We do road safety advocacy, we do charity. On the last edition, I solicited for clothes gently used clothes mm. i collected over one million clothes are you serious yes which are distributed in the five northern regions wow upper east upper west northeast savannah and then northern that's amazing yeah. <laughs> wow and so it's seven days let me blow your mind archbishop nicholas duncan williams gave us 100 bucks of rice when he heard of around in seven now, wow, this is marvelous. Let me support you. So, he gave us 100 bucks of rice. Incredible. Which we added to. I mean, the Papa C is, is an amazing figure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I will call his support even to our Kosovo yeah, Dam's yeah. village. He's a special yes, man. He's super, a special super man. guy. But seven, I mean, when I was called that, he wanted to give us rice. I was like, ah, 
Really? I don't think maybe it's a wrong line. <laughs> but indeed, he gave us... He brought a rice. He gave us... Yeah, I went for them. I mean, because so. if you look at what you are doing, I've seen videos, I've seen pictures, yeah, yeah. incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, Seven days, so what? You don't sleep? We do sleep. So that is why we did this fourth edition, the relaxed edition. The relaxed one. Yes. So even the relaxed edition wasn't that relaxed. Mm. In my mind, the kind of relaxation I was looking for, mm. we didn't get it. I've realized that there is only a certain level of comfort you can get when you are doing a nationwide tour, mm. and we must accept it. Around in seven, you go around the country and come back in seven days. It's a sacrificial thing. Mm. You are doing road safety advocacy. Mm. You are doing charity. Mm. It's sacrificial, purely mm. sacrificial. So, don't care so much about your comfort. It's a sacrificial job for humanity. It's simple. <laughs> what has the feedback been like since you started this fourth edition? Good. So, sure. on the fourth edition, mm. I have someone flying from America to come and do a round in seven. I had two guys from Togo to come and do a round in seven. I think that is the summary of a round in seven. If somebody will fly all the way from America to come and do a round in seven, what more should I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> so when they come, what do they tell you? I mean, So these are people who usually are following our handles for long. They've been planning to come. Maybe one thing or the other, they are unable to make it. And then we have a friend. He's currently doing a tour with his G-Wagon in America. He cut short his tour of America mm. to come and do around in seven and then went back the day after mm. to go and continue his G-Wagon tour. Mm. Yeah, so he's done very well. His name is Joseph Ampedu, a mm. Ghanaian who is currently doing a tour of... Mm. He says he's going to do five continents with his car. And I think that's something marvelous. Incredible. You should you should host him one of the days when he's back in Ghana. Oh, we'll try and arrange something. When When is the next edition? Around in seven is... January every mm. year, mm. January 10 mm. to January 16. Mm. So, beginning of the year, then you go on the, the, go on the tour. Wow, amazing! It's always, always a pleasure to host you. Um, then I should see your guest shift academy lead convener around in seven road safety advocacy, charity, tourism. But what's the feedback like visiting some of these tourist attractions across the country? I felt very sad mm. when I visited there, you know, Kintampo. Mm. Bono East mm. is the center of Ghana. But even in Kintampo, when you go to Kintampo, there's the actual center of Ghana. Mm. The exact spot. Mm. The place we went there and it was it has been deserted. It didn't look really developed. So wow. um I think most of our tourist attraction centers have been left, have been mm. neglected. Mm. Um they don't look like they don't they are not attractive. Yeah. They don't attract people I, I, like I, they are supposed to do. So mm. If I have anything to say, yes, we must look Work at our more, in, more in to development. make them attractive because they are tourist attraction centers. Mm, interesting. Geshet Academy, I mean, if anybody wants to find, if anybody's interested in riding the motorbike appropriately like you do, yeah. where where can they find Geshet Academy? Geshet Academy is very active on social media. Mm. My phone number, mm. Facebook, Geshet Academy, Instagram, Geshet Academy, my mm. phone number. You can reach out to me, 243 525782. You can either give me a call or send me a WhatsApp, mm. and I'm, I respond every every time. Mm. My business is on my I phone. Mean, so. their, their socials do incredible work in putting out relevant content, Thank you. information Thank that you. Are, are helpful Thank and you. relevant. Thank you. Um, I've got a message. It says, unfortunately, I couldn't read all, but someone was asking, Do we have regulations for the loud exhaust noise? Honestly, there should be something done about it. I mean, Daniel explained that sometimes it's to just catch attention. Yeah, but it could be very also 
nauseating yes, really it is <laughs> so there's I, a limit to everything in life we should be asking yes. our, our, our legislators to, yes. to there's a limit to everything in to, life to check this but um, daniel thank you so much we'll definitely have a conversation again uh, next time we'll try thank and delve you more around some of the things she, she you. are doing probably do a lecture series on yeah. the show thank you on, on making sure that you ride safely but i think the point has been well made if you are riding make sure that you are you are appropriately dressed don't just wear and leave the distance doesn't matter it's the complete and overall appropriate clothing you have on that might be the difference between life and death drink uh, deep mm. or taste not <laughs> I, I like the way you put it and at every point in time i think my guests make the point it's also important you adhere to traffic rules if you if it's red on the traffic lights i mean there's no point in rushing and and make sure you are visible and even with the visibility you made a point that if you wear appropriate clothing you should be fine so that's the that'll be all for today's edition of the total energies auto show right here with me jude mensa duncan we looked at advanced and safe riding techniques for for motorcyclists we'll be back next week with yet another exciting insightful and educated edition of the total energies auto show remember our safety share for the week make sure you are strapped up and when we say strapped up it just means that you have appropriate clothing one on at every point in time thank you for doing the listening my name is jude mensa duncan i'll be back same time next week bye bye